What's up, everybody? It's Michael Manorino here, your favorite tattoo artist. And this is By Appointment Only, the tattoo podcast where we talk about tattoos, why we love them, why we hate them, and the magical, mystical, fantastical relationship between a tattoo artist and the people that they tattoo. Now, I'm going to do the introduction and we're going to talk about who's here today. But I want to tell a quick story. We love a story. I went into the forest. <laughs> And I found ancient stones. <laughs> Corey's producer Corey's already laughing. Ancient stones. Ancient stones. And I started to move them around and touch them. And suddenly, out of the grass and the dirt came an ancient goddess. And she said to me, I'm going to give you one podcast guest. And we're going to talk about mystical, fancy, spiritual, amazing, cool things. I'm going to give you a more. And I said, okay. And she said, I need you to do all these crazy sacrifices, pray to the full moon. And then on a Thursday, a more will be here tonight. Tonight. And you appeared at eight o'clock promptly. A more Capa de Villa. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Um, I knew I was going to fumble this one. It's okay. A more is here. Thank you for being here. A more. I can be like Madonna, you know, just a more. Do you want to do that? Okay, sure. we'll just do Amor, period. Period. Yeah, Amor is here. Let's, hear, let's have a hand for Amor. Amor, why don't you tell everyone in podcast land a little bit about yourself? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Whatever I want. Let's see. My name is Amor. Um, I'm originally from Miami. Shout out Miami. We're going to talk about Miami. Miami. Miami, not Florida. Shout out Will Smith. A completely different place. Um, let's see. I've lived a lot of lives. Yes, you have. I have a lot of stories to tell. Um, I really enjoy being outside and hanging out with people. And I'm excited to be here to be with you tonight because our friendship bloomed on this table. Straight up. I would say that of all of the wonderful humans that I tattoo, and I noticed listening back to other podcast or other episodes of this podcast that I would say like, oh, this person, this person, I would kind of like say the same thing over and over and again. And I realized like with you especially, if I had to pick one person that I was like crazy fast friends with, it's you. Like I feel like I was maybe 10 minutes into tattooing you and I was like, oh yeah, this person's cool as hell. Like I really get along with her. We have very, very similar vibes and we like mm-hmm. a lot of the same stuff. And even back then, I think this was during the pandemic. Yeah. I had even kind of like toyed with the idea like, oh, I think I want to have a podcast one day and you should come on it and all this stuff. And here we are. We made it happen. You're you here. manifested this moment. It's true. I manifested this. Fellas. Whoop, whoop. I, yeah, manifested, yeah. <laughs> I manifested this moment. So you mentioned that you're from Miami. I'm from Miami. Let's talk about Miami. Let's uh, talk about it. I love Miami. I obviously only go there to vacation. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I'm not really fucking with uh, Florida. Correct. But Miami's super cool. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's exotic. It's hot and sweaty and everyone's beautiful and there's so much going <laughs> and on. naked. Yeah, everyone's like half clothed. <laughs> the food's good. So when you were a little girl growing up in Miami, mm-hmm. do you think that that type of atmosphere shaped the person that you are today? Hmm. I would say it definitely did. I think that there's aspects of growing up in a tropical place um, that on top of everything else that you said, that is exactly who I am. Like, I love the ocean. I love being outside. I think I'm a very vibrant person. I think people in Miami know how know how to have a good time. Definitely. But definitely. also, on the other hand, I think that there's a lot of community still um, and rooted in all of the different areas just because Miami's 
built from immigrants. So culturally, it's very diverse. And I'd like to say that I'm a very diverse person, too. So there's obviously all the bad stuff. My parents were very overprotective with me growing up because they were teenage parents. And so I'm not mad at that. So I feel like they saved me from a lot of things that I didn't need to experience. But I have... Um, a very beautiful and intense and colorful Puerto Rican family that has plenty of stories and things that I can share about that I didn't have to go through firsthand, thankfully, yeah. but that I was surrounded by. So we'll get to talk about a lot of that. I've definitely one thing that you and I have talked about a lot is your family and your relationship mm -hmm. with them and how they're very like colorful and vibrant and intense, even in certain ways. Very and it's intense. again, something that from knowing you, I feel like it, it plays a really big part in who you are. Mm -hmm. So you're a little girl or a teenager, you're in Miami, you're living it up, the sun's shining, it's humid, you can have empanadas whenever you want, all kinds of delicious stuff. I'm sweating profusely. Yeah, you're sweating <laughs> profusely, drinking delicious fresh juices. I actually didn't really eat a lot of empanadas growing up, but... Um, oh, really? No. What'd you eat a lot of growing up? Patelitos. What is a patelito? <laughs> patelitos, like, um, it's almost like a dessert. It's like flaky and it has like guava inside. Oh, I know what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. Sounds bomb. Sounds they have them at Porto's. Porto's, exactly. Yes, I yes, haven't yes. been to Porto's because what? I'm vegan. Oh. We're going to talk. Oh, yeah. That's producer Corey, our first fellow vegan on the pod. Yes. Do you like cats or dogs? I love dogs, but I own a cat. Mm, okay. I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk a little. We're going to have vegan corner at the end of the pod tonight. Just when I was doing the questions, I thought about having vegan corner just for you. Amazing. I'm drinking like vegan a vegan in the Spanish latte right now. It's yes. <laughs> I feel like vegan was like in all caps at the bottom of the notes that you sent maybe. Or maybe I'm imagining that. No, it I was. Oh, you know what it was is I did vegan and then vegetarian question mark because I wasn't sure if maybe. you were still doing that. Yeah. But uh, so in the colorful, beautiful, wonderful scape that is Miami, mm -hmm. what was the first thing that you noticed as like a little girl as a teenager that you felt like artistically drawn to was there anything was it maybe a mural or nature or something you saw at home where you were like wow this is really beautiful i'm really connecting with this um i would probably say the ocean i think i am a very big beach bum and from a very young age my family i had the privilege of having um extended family that had like houses in the keys and so i would spend a lot of time always like on the water as a kid and like being on boats and so i think my place of peace and my place of like where i feel most inspired has always been like the beach do you still feel as connected to the beach here as you do in Miami? Because our beach is here kind of booty. Like it's not as good as. Yeah. I, you can't really get in the water. Here. Yes. And the water is like bath water. Yeah. On the other side. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. The, I, I, that was my favorite part about visiting Miami was it was like, damn, like the beach is mad nice. It's super gorgeous. And even though it's like scolding fucking hot, you're like, yo, like this is actually. Like, it's paradise. It's chill. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, except for the other day, because I heard that the water in Miami was like at 110 degrees. Yeah. Which no at that way. Point, you're like cooking. So, you know, the ocean here sounds a little bit more appetizing <laughs> at that point. Making human soup. Human soup. A nice, delicious human soup. <laughs> on Miami Beach. Um, but I think I really love the temperature over there. I think there's just being by the water in itself is very therapeutic for me. Um, I do love going to the beach here, too. I don't do it quite as often as I did in Miami, but. You know. Well, as you know, I'm a Pisces and I have a amazing and a very, very strong connection to the water mm -hmm. and the beach and being near water and all that stuff. I try, I'd say once a month, I try to go to the water and just see it and be around water. But I've never felt so connected to the ocean mm -hmm. like I did in Miami. Like the second I got in it, I was like, I do not want to leave. I want to stay here. This is like everything I want to do. Yeah. 
on the topic of something like water, to me, that is something very spiritual and something that like connects me, something that centers me. Do you feel like as a little girl or as a teen, did you kind of notice that you had this spiritual side where you were connected to nature, you were connected to other people, or is it something you found later on? I think I definitely had, like I was aware of it. I just didn't know the words to put it into context and like make it make sense. But I think I've always very much been who I am today. Just I understand how to express myself better and like understand where the root of it is. But as a kid, I've always just been very connected to like life itself and just people and nature and everything. Is your like your extended family, are they like spiritual or are they religious? Is it something that was kind of a part of who you are or is that a um, completely separate thing? Probably a separate thing. I think that when I think of my family and like religion or anything like that, I was I did, was not raised very religious at all. I knew that we were like Catholic, but my grandma had like a Bible by her bedside table that Hell never yeah. was opened. It was <laughs> her mom's and it was there as more of like a sentimental thing. Um, but I did have family members that we're into a lot of different spiritual things, especially being like Caribbean, um, that I had no part of being, but um, they were there. But I think mostly like in my household, my grandparents were, in, my grandparents also like raised me because my parents were very young when they had me. So my grandparents instilled like a very deep sense of like security and love in me. And I think that growing up, I always felt like our religion was love and they were just so welcoming and like loving and understanding and, I think that that's something that I was able to carry with me. And then my own sense of like spirituality as I got older, like all mixed together. And now it's like. And now it's who you are. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you say that it almost felt like love was their religion. That very much shows in who you are today. Like if there's anyone that I could say very, very confidently that they grew up in a home where love is their religion, it would be you. That completely makes sense. I feel like you're so welcoming and, and warm and like, I feel like even in the times that we've spoken or even when it's not necessarily the best context, you're like, ah, but it's okay. Everything will work out. Everything is going to happen the way that it's meant to. And I had mentioned this on another episode that someone else had said that they felt how positive I was, was kind of annoying (laughs) and that's fine. Well, (laughs) yeah, everybody's different. And I think there are people where it's almost like being negative is just kind of like how they center themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think that one of the biggest things that you and I've always bonded over is that we are like endlessly positive. Mm -hmm. And in the worst situation, I'm like, oh, well, I have a flat tire, but at least I have a nice car. Mm -hmm. I've had so many people that I tattoo. They come in and they're like complaining about traffic and they're like, I fucking hate this L.A. traffic. And I'm like, hey, but you have air conditioning. Hey, but you can listen to a podcast on your Bluetooth speaker, you know, like that's pretty neat, right? And it seems like people go one way or the other. Right. And either they're like, what's up, Corey? You could listen to a podcast called By Appointment Only with Michael Manorino. Exactly. (laughs) You can listen to our hilarious (laughs) podcast and laugh and laugh and laugh until you get to your destination. And then you have makes the 405 not so bad. Exactly. It does. It's not that deep. I don't know why traffic is such a uh, thorn in everyone's side. It's weird to me. I just, I like, I get to be by myself. I don't have to talk, which is crazy because I'm talking all the time. I get to just listen to stuff. I was laughing my ass off on the way here listening to the <laughs> podcast. So it's all good, you know? <laughs> Everything that we're talking about with like your family, love being their religion. Mm-hmm. I have a lot, a lot of, whether it be uh, Latin, Caribbean, South American, Mexican, I have a lot of friends that fall into that space. And they're wonderful humans, and they're some of my favorite people. And I've been very, very verbose about saying that one of my favorite things about 
Los Angeles, Southern California, having a shop in East LA and the arts district and all that stuff is that Latin people are what built the city. And mm -hmm. so much happens on the back of Latin people here. Mm -hmm. For you, how was it growing up in like a Latin home where it's very intense and very loving, but I'm sure also like it has to have a yin and a yang. It can't just be like love, 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 love all the time. Was that good? Was it bad? Is it something that you look back on fondly? Um, yeah, I think interestingly enough, I was thinking about this on my way here for some reason, but like in most Latin families, I think when you, you're migrating to a new country, you like seek support within each other. And so you always have like seven people living in one house and you just learn how to maneuver around that. And for me personally, like my grandfather was the only person that was working. And so I learned that, you know, you have to work really hard. And my grandfather was one of those people that instilled a lot of like for being from that time period um, and growing up in a place where he could have been super machista, like he was so open minded and very loving in the sense of me being a woman and just encouraging and being like, don't depend on anybody, like get an education, like work really hard so you can support yourself so you don't have to depend on anybody, which was very rare. Um, so he always instilled a lot of knowledge, but a lot of like hard work and everyone else in my family, like my grandmother instilled all the love and the discipline. My grandfather was like kind of in the background, but like worked every single day of his life. And so there was definitely a balance um, in there. I think that the craziness came when we would like get together and have parties and kind of reap the benefit of, you know, my grandfather working and all of us being together. And um, when you live with a lot of people, there's just a lot of craziness happening. <laughs> Do you ever miss it? Um, I do. I think it's as an adult, I think I would go crazy just because <laughs> I think I've found peace in my life now. Yeah. But I think that I do miss the the family dynamic that I had when I was a kid and, you know, everybody always being together and being on top of each other. Um, but I as an adult, I definitely like my my personal space. So. That makes sense. I'm sure like as a kid or as a teen, it's like, oh, there's always people and there's food yeah. and there's music and dancing and, and things all this to stuff. do and yeah. people to bother. <laughs> when you were, was it when you were a kid or was it when you were a teen that you first started to notice tattoos? Like when did you first see tattoos? Oh, um, <clears throat> so funny enough, my dad is definitely more of, I think like the one that's rough around the edges in comparison to his sister. And you said and your parents were teen parents, correct? My parents, yeah, they were, my mom was 18 and my dad was 17 when they had me. And um, yeah, they wow. were babies. DJ Michael Miguel shaking your head in, in, in worry. <laughs> in disapproval. That's crazy. Not <laughs> disapproval. I'm like, damn, that's child. crazy. I mean, um, my mom was 16 and pregnant though, so there's that. <laughs> there you go. Imagine when you were 17 years old if you had like a little one on the way. Never. Fuck, that kid's gonna be fucked up. Can you imagine when my <laughs> exactly when my mom was my age? I think I was like 16. Oh my god. Can you Does imagine that, me having a 16 year old right now? It's crazy. Do you feel like, and this is like off topic, but do you think because of that, now you guys can connect a little bit more? Like you see her and you're like, yo, yeah. when I was your age, you had a 16 year old. Absolutely. She didn't know shit what she was doing then. She still doesn't know. My mom will literally <laughs> text me now and she's like, thank you for being the parent. And I'm like, I got you. <laughs> like we just have this dynamic where my parents and I grew up like siblings. So yeah. very interesting. Um, but... I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, when did you first see <laughs> tattoos? What was the first time you when like saw a tattoo? So my aunt, which was like, love my aunt to death. I'm spitting an image of her. She was like the smart one, like the soup, like the one that wanted to do every, everything right. And she went to school and became like a microbiologist and all this stuff. She has one tattoo okay. that she got when I was a kid. The only person I ever saw that had a tattoo and she has a tramp stamp. 
Hell yeah. Oh, Which wait. I love. I'm, we're campaigning for not calling them tramp stamps. My, my apologies. It's called a lower back tattoo. No, what was oh, the other the one? Like a license plate or something? Yeah, I think I think Mila called them license plates. Yeah. License plates. Uh, we want to take the way... Because, okay, if we were to call it a tramp stamp... Then I'm that, saying that with love. But that means your <laughs> your aunt whom you love is a tramp. Maybe. <laughs> Hey, let her get so that. I don't know what happened okay. behind closed doors. <laughs> but wow, people can't have hobbies anymore. Like, right. listen, people just can, trying to have a good time. People can be sexually adventurous and not be a tramp. A tramp right. is like a negative term. But I feel like if you, I apologize. <laughs> Amor, you don't have to apologize on the stupid podcast. You have nothing to be sorry for. I just love that we, we. This podcast has created these weird little games. <laughs> Your parents divorced? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> yes. Wait, is this is this our seventeenth episode? Uh, yes. Like no bullshit. I think we're seventeen for fucking seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have interviewed a single person 16. whose parents are still together. Oh no! And thank God for that. Oh, wait, is it sixteen? Sixteen. Oh, sixteen. Sixteen. Marissa's parents. And they're like, <laughs> I know. And they're like deeply in love. Good but outside them. of that, like. So, 15 out of 16. I think it's 15 out of 16. Like, I. I those, are, those are Hall of Fame numbers. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Patrick, yes. Robbie, yes. Robbie, yes. Rob, other Robbie, we didn't get that far enough into it. Probably. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. Kayla. <laughs> Kayla. Uh no, her parents are no, her parents are divorced. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Yes. Jess. Jenna. Jess. No, and her parents are really cool. Joe. Uh, Joe and Z. Yes. Mila. Yes. Both Robbies. Uh, yeah. Robbie drummer, but bartender. We don't know. Keenan. Uh, yes, because remember yes, he said he yes. lived with his dad. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's pretty much than us, and yeah. we already know where we all come from. So we're more. We know where we come from. <laughs> Birds of a feather. Woo! 13 for 15 still. That's, that's pretty fucking yeah. good. And it's interesting the two people where their parents are together, their parents are like so, so, so in love. Like Jess's parents are the cutest. Well, I would hope so after all this time. Exactly. And you have like a grown ass kid. Yeah. Her her parents are like straight up like crazy Boston, Boston trash. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, so your aunt has a lower back tattoo. My aunt has a lower back tattoo. What is it of? Of the classic 90s. Chinese symbol that God knows what it means. Hell fucking yeah. She got a matching one with her boyfriend at Hell the time, yeah. of which was younger than her. Wait, he so also got a cougar. lower back tattoo? Mm, that would have also been really good if it was. Damn. He very got very on his progressive. Classic placements in the 90s. 100%. Um, you know that stuff's back. I have no back. idea what it means. I hope she remembers. Um, but she used to hide it because at that time, you everybody was wearing like high-rise jeans. Mm. So you couldn't tell. And then one day she was wearing low-rise because now we're in the 2000s. Yes. And my grandmother was like, what is that? And she was like so embarrassed because she was just like the golden child. And so there was always a negative connotation behind it. I remember my dad at some point being like we were at a restaurant and our server had tattoos. And he was like, you can't get tattoos because you're not going to be able to get a job. And I was like, you sound like you're 75 years old. Like, you're like this guy has a job. He's serving us. Right. I was like, get over <laughs> it. But I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But totally. My dad till this day does not have a tattoo. How does he feel about yours? He ignores them. It's just like, uh, this is a thing that Amor does. Yeah. The f so funny story was I was in my kitchen and I was cooking and we had all been at the beach earlier, my place of peace. And my dad was over, my whole family was over and my best friends and I are very, very close knit. And so 
we do everything together. So my dad's in the kitchen and we're talking and I'm like, oh, Dean and Cynthia will be over. We were at the beach earlier, but they went to go get a tattoo. And then he looks at me and he's like, but wait, you don't have any tattoos, right? And at this time, I'm like 25, 26 years old. And I was like, as I'm looking at him to answer Alex, my best friend, of whom I got a matching tattoo with, which was our first tattoo, she sees us and she's like, oh, skirt, turns around and walks out of the kitchen immediately. She's like, you know, I think I need like, to go I'm home. I'm not going to be a part of this conversation. And I was like, well, actually, I do have a tattoo. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, me and Alex have matching tattoos. And he was like, more, you know, your skin is your biggest organ. And like, why are you? And I'm like... I've never heard that one before. I, he, I've never he heard parents to, do the... He likes to use that one. I don't know if... But he eventually got over it. And now I, every time I go back to Miami, he sees that I have more tattoos and he says nothing about them. And I love it that way because, you know, I'd rather him understand that we don't need to spread negative energy. Yeah. If you want to admire them and say how beautiful they are, I'm here for that. It just is what it is at this yeah. point. There's no yeah. stopping you. I mean, at this point, he's just like, I'm a grown ass woman. What is he going to tell me? Yeah, totally. I pay my own bills. So, so you got your first tattoo with Alex? With Alex. And what was it and how was that experience? That was a lot of fun. Um, was it in Miami? It was in it Miami. It was in yeah. Miami. Okay. We had no idea where to go. I had absolutely no idea about anything about tattoos at the time. And so we went to like one of those like franchisee tattoo spots like in the beach. And Was it in South Beach? Uh-huh. Hell yeah. And so <laughs> a couple days before this happened, we were, I think I actually got my tattoo on Valentine's Day, if I'm not mistaken, um, with her, which cool. is very fitting because we're lesbian lovers, but not really, but we are. <laughs> um, and so we, Alex is a Leo. Uh-huh. And, you know, Leos are very, you know, strong about their opinions and she is very much that. And I had told her, I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo to represent the both of us. We've been best friends for so many years. Like, I love you. I want to get something on my body that represents the both of us, but not your name. Cause I'm like, I don't want to have to like cut my skin off if one day we're not in each other's lives. Totally. And so you wouldn't have to do that, by the way. There's others uh, like 10 other things we can do before you. <laughs> that's get to where my brain goes. So it needs to right be Right to cut it off. Okay. Yeah. Cut it off. Cool. Um, and so... I was telling her, I was like, I want it to be something cool, like geometric, just so that it's not like super obvious. And so I'm going through these things and both of our names start with A. So I was like, oh, it'd be cute if we got like two A's. And um, mm. so the idea evolved. So we go to the movies and her brother, which is also my best friend, we were talking about getting tattoos because we were going to do it together. And I'm like, yeah, da, 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 we're going to go tomorrow. And she just like politely enters the conversation and she's like, yeah, I was thinking that it would be really cute, like on my finger. And I was like, but you just told me that you would never in your life get a tattoo, let alone like you said this yesterday. And yes, all of a sudden today, you're she's ready completely to changed her mind. Talking about placements. And I was like, OK. And like Alex is very yes or no. So at this point, when she said maybe, I was like, oh, she's getting it. And so we go to this random tattoo shop all together. I think there was like six of us that all decided to get tattoos that day. Oh, and she literally beat me to the punch. She was like, I'm going to get mine first. And I was like, go right ahead. Damn, OK. I'm going to get a tattoo. Um, she doesn't really care for it, but I mean, I love it just because it was our first tattoo. And yeah. It's really cute. I think you're the only person I've ever known that got their first tattoo in a group. Because most people, it's like a, I like, for me, I went by myself. Like Emily went by. What about you guys? Do you, what was your? Yeah, my, mine was by myself. I got it the day after my 18th birthday. Like I, 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 I went, like my girlfriend at the time came with me, but I got tattooed alone. Did you, Michael Miguel? Uh, I was in New York. I said, hey, uncle, do you know a shop to get tattoo? And he said, what? And then, yeah. 
And you got tattooed. And he's like, I know the guy. He didn't know the guy. (laughs) (laughs) He walked in. He's like, what's up, fellas? And it's dead silent. He knew the owner, but the guy tattooing me didn't know that. He just met that guy. And I was like, sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you think that like as you're from getting that first tattoo to now, has your aesthetic and like taste in tattoos changed? Absolutely. I think I had no fucking idea what I was doing in the beginning. I was just like, oh, this is cute. Yeah. And I just got it because it meant something to me. Um, But I think that I learned a lot about tattoo artists and like the types of tattoos that you like and like not everyone can do that for you. Yeah. Um, And just becoming pickier. I think that I got very blessed and lucky to have met you and like you're my guy here. Hey, thank you. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get like we're going to do that whole fun part. Mm -hmm. So. You were living in Miami. Living in Miami. We're going to fast forward a bunch because we don't need to talk about why you went from Miami to L.A. We're just going to drop you in L.A. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's it's easier that way. It's whatever you want. This is your show. But you're the guest. It's not about me anymore. It's about you. You know, you can ask me whatever you want. I know. I know. But I feel like there's certain things it's not necessary to talk okay. about. Yeah. We are now in L.A. Amor is now in L.A. We're Homeless shits. A lot of other stuff. Yeah. Los Angeles, California. City of Angels, baby. Whole 10 years of my life, poof, finished. (laughs) 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 Don't worry about that stuff. It's neither here nor there. When you first got to LA, Mm -hmm. now as someone who born and raised here Mm -hmm. and then went to go visit Miami, I was like, this is fucking paradise. Fuck LA. I'm never going back. How was it for you doing the reverse where you went from paradise to crazy Los Angeles. I mean, Miami is crazy. But it's crazy in a different way. I like mean, crazy. We were just like, talking about some crazy stories what, earlier. Macaroni <laughs> Tony. Shout out Macaroni Tony. Yeah, shout macaroni out Macaroni Tony. <laughs> I guess it's because I only know like vacation Miami and like right. fun Miami. I've never been in any part of, I mean like I've been like clubs all night, but like never right. like I'm in a bad neighborhood mm-hmm. or this is hectic or whatever. So for me, it's like Miami is forever just paradise. Right. And it's like vacation time, but I mean, there is a pretty palatable difference, even from just driving around Miami and Mm -hmm. being in Miami and then driving around L.A. Mm -hmm. They're two very different cities. Yeah. And I would almost say that L.A. is like prettier than Miami. Really? Do tell. What makes you say that? I think for me, when I'm driving around, too, it's like unless you're at the beach, obviously Miami's the shit. But when you're talking about like architecture and like um, history. Yeah. Miami doesn't really have a history outside of it being built in the 80s on drug money. So. That's very cool. true. But also I think someone that appreciates architecture and like I work in interior design, like just the eye of like what you could see here is just really beautiful for me. You know, the tall palm trees, it's just a contrast. And it might just seem more beautiful to me now because I lived in Miami my whole life. So I'm like so immune to what that looks like. But um, yeah, I mean, as soon as I found out that I was moving here, I remember going back to Miami. I was here on vacation and got a job and ended up driving across the country two weeks later. And as soon as I landed in Miami, after I knew I was going to move here, I was like, this doesn't feel like home anymore. And it just was like an instant thing where I was just like, I knew I was meant to be here. And I, I don't know. I like romanticize LA in my mind right now. So, but you also strike me as a type of person where like at the end of the day, if you had to move to Anchorage, Alaska, I think you'd make the best of it. And you'd be like, oh, it's so beautiful here. There's moose and bears and salmon. (laughs) And I like all that stuff. Right. There's, oh, is it meese? (laughs) Mooses? (laughs) It was it's moose. not mooses. It's just moose. I think it's moose. It's yeah, just moose. Just a pack if you of moose. Right, just meese is a funny word. Yeah, I like meese better. <laughs> Look at that uh, meese. <laughs> I really like the way that you uh, curate p- 
pretty pictures on your Instagram, like on your stories. Thank you. <laughs> and how you do like architecture and nature and architecture and then like a wild animal and then nature. And then my outfit of the day. Exactly. I really enjoy seeing it. Is there anything in particular about LA that really, really inspires you? Like when you get up in the morning and you're like driving to work or if you're like in a good, is there anything that you see where you're like, oh, I fucking love it here? Uh, yeah, I feel like honestly the sky here is to die for when it's obviously not cloudy and this long ass winter. Producer Corey, you okay? No casualties. <laughs> Living, baby, let's go. Did you drop your phone? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Is your phone okay? No, yeah, it's fine. It's okay, fine. okay. Love you, buddy. Love you too. <laughs> as long as the phone is okay. I was trying to grab okay. my coffee and my phone just slid, <laughs> slid right off my lap. Why don't you pour that pink monster into your coffee and have like a little mix up? Uh, no, thank you. A caffeine suicide. <laughs> uh, I would like to sleep tonight. Thank you. I understand. I got it. So anyways, the skies of Los Angeles are something that Amor really appreciates. I really appreciate a pretty sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to the next question. <laughs> uh do you (laughs) this podcast is both the greatest and most embarrassing thing that i do it's it's amazing dude listen if anyone is like a big clown the majority of the time it's a this guy i'm the one who's like yeah i do all the embarrassing stuff around here you look good doing it so it's fine thank you that's what i do uh, so you're living in LA, you're doing the LA thing, you're loving looking LA, at looking at the sky, doing cool Instagram stuff. Is there, you wind up in my chair, you're getting tattooed by Michael. Mm-hmm. In your experience between getting tattooed in Miami and getting tattooed in LA, is there kind of a palatable difference or is it like same, same? Um, I would say that it's probably different. I think it's also just different in every tattoo shop that you might go to you yeah know? i think that i generally attract an energy that resonates with me so i feel like i've been very lucky to walk into places that feel very much like home to me so the place that i went um and got most of my tattoos back home they were like an extension of my family and they yeah. were really cool and very artsy and i feel like in a way you're similar but different no, i understand you know but um I would say the energy is the same, but definitely different. Just a different vibe. Yeah, just a different vibe. So let's talk about tattoos a little bit because you're the first person on the show who has different tattoos from everyone else that's been on the show. So okay. 90, I'm gonna say 90% of the people that I tattoo look like me, Corey, DJ Michael Miguel, bold lines, full color, or a certain type of vibe, you know, someone like Jess where she's covered in like black and red traditional kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas you are very much into fine line, understated, mm-hmm. very simple, mm-hmm. very, very delicate. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's an extension of your personality or what drew you to that type of tattoo versus being like, because even with the tiger that we did on your forearm, I feel mm-hmm. like that is the one where like we're kind of dipping into both. Yeah. And you were kind of like, OK, well, I want to get this as small as possible and not fuck up the detail and all that stuff. And, and outside of that, I feel like everything else has just been lines or words or Mm-hmm. things of that nature i also have my cherubs and your cherubs how could i forget about the cherubs so you've been very good about uh kind of i feel like dipping a toe in both ponds mm-hmm. but what is it Should about I take my jacket off sure yeah show everyone I mean, show everyone kind of your tats show the tats show <laughs> show. i was like show my what <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't coming yeah, on i wasn't gonna say show. it but i heard it too i was like oh, gosh T-A-T-S, people. Tats. <laughs> so the tats, tats, not tits. Um, so yeah. as everyone can see, Amor has a very different aesthetic. A lot of yeah. letters, a lot of numbers, a lot of like simple, delicate, 
things that are very meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. And let's talk about how you got there. Like, um, let's talk about like the serendipity one. Because mm-hmm. I did that tattoo and I know that tattoo was really, really important to you. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like words hold a lot of meaning. And I think that I like to particularly say that all of my tattoos are like my Girl Scout badges that I've acquired through different chapters of my life. And um, it's like usually things that I'm going through or like a lesson that I'm learning or something that I'm trying to attract more in my life, I think is like when I'm, I can be very impulsive with my tattoos. And I think especially like my serendipity one was one that I was like, hey Mike, can I get this? (laughs) And it's always very like just spontaneous and like in the moment. Um, I wanted just the word and you were the one that recommended all the extra stuff around it which i really love and people always stop me for this tattoo too so cool I love i'm very thankful for that yeah but yeah i think a lot of them i love the simplicity of um words and just having them on me and they're like my little post-its or my girl scout badges yeah and, um it's kind of like when people have words of affirmations and things that they put like on their mirrors in the room and stuff. I'm just like, I wear mine instead. And I think like when it's on me, it almost becomes a part of like who I am and, you know, manifests into my life every single day. So amazing. I think that's a really good way of putting it. I think sometimes there's like a needless division between people that look like me and people that look like you. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought we looked the same. We no, do I'm look. But I think like people that do like the full piece thing, the la- the shading, the color, the whatever, you know, full sleeves. Whereas you, mm-hmm. it's just like, you're not necessarily like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you get these to look cool, but you get them more as like daily reminders of who you are mm-hmm. and to stay positive or that you're a powerful woman or that you find inspiration in certain things. Whereas I feel like for me, it was like, I like cool images mm-hmm. and I just want to look cool, you know? And maybe that's, Corey, shaking, look at this guy, their heads loves the there. Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple tattoos that I get because I'm like, okay, cool, like that's meaningful and like that's important to me. But then also there was like, yo, know, like, uh, I don't know, like tattoo this Molotov cocktail on me because like, fuck <laughs> it, shit's tight. Like, or like when we did the Monster Energy logo on you. Uh, yeah, that was on a whim. But yeah, I, I love Is that. Is that tattoo meaningful? Yeah, of course it's meaningful. I tell people that story a lot. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. I love that tattoo. It? Uh, we were sitting in the, in, uh, I think it was a, was it a golden dagger? Evermore. Okay. We're at Evermore and we're sitting there shooting the shit, whatever. And, uh, somebody goes, Oh, like Corey, you should just get a, a monster energy tattoo. Like you should get a, the logo tattooed on you. And I was like, I was like, I mean, like I would fucking do it like whatever. And somebody goes shenanigans. It was Sarah. Sarah goes yeah, shenanigans. Sarah. And, uh, immediately Michael goes, uh, Hey, can I get a stencil of the monster energy logo so I can tattoo Corey in about 10 minutes here? And just immediately like 10 minutes later was getting this tattooed on me. So and it was fun. It. And I have it forever. It's a really forever. good tattoo. And now every time I show up here, there's a monster energy drink <laughs> waiting for me. So that's what nice. we do. So would you say a hundred percent of your tattoos are meaningful? It's okay if it's less because for me, it's like literally 10%. It's definitely more than 10%. I'm going to say it's probably like 90%. That's pretty up there. That's crazy. For someone that literally is just like, just put things on my body. um, Because I'm even going to like probably black out a lot of this with just like Japanese flames. Mm -hmm. Because I just think it looks cool. And it's going to look really cool. Which I'm all for. I think for me... I mean, even my first tattoo, it was like meaningful because it was me and my best friend. And then I have different tattoos with my, my, my other best friends that I have. And... There's a couple that are like random ones that I was like, this is cute. Like my little planet. Like, yeah. You know, it just, you but, just got it. It just felt good at yeah, the time. I think a lot of times it's like, I can be very impulsive. I know that I can over, 
I don't want to say I overthink. I think as long as I feel good about something, I instantly am like, yes, why not? That makes sense. Let's try it. What is your favorite? Like if you had to pick, I know this is Ugh, such a loaded question, a hard question, but what is your favorite? Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm not saying this because you did it, but I'm going to say my tiger because Hell yeah. it was my first like really big tattoo. And it's probably not even that big in comparison to some other people, but it's the biggest one besides my cherubs. On besides your cherubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was my first tattoo, I think since I moved to LA and I think I was in this chapter of my life where I was again, like trying to be stronger for myself and just like take up more space. And so the tiger within itself was like just very meaningful and like kind of a new chapter in my life. Cool. And also because you did it. Oh, you're the sweetest. Well, I appreciate it. I love that tattoo. It was, I remember telling you this, it was the beginning of a cascade of me getting so many tiger tattoos. Mm -hmm. Like I posted that one and then for like months, tiger tattoos, tiger tattoos. I got really good at drawing tigers because of you. But I got the first one. Yeah, straight up the OG one. I remember it well. So, okay, on your wrist, you have the 44. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to talk, or let me begin by saying this. I'm going to tell you a story. Tell me a story. We love stories. You were the first person to ever like really put the angel number thing in my head. Mm-hmm. And around that time, angel numbers became really popular. You, mm-hmm. you know, I know, we know, everyone knows angel mm-hmm. numbers are such a thing right now. And there are so many people walking around LA, especially with 111 and 333 and all mm-hmm. these numbers tattooed on them. And it was something where I was like, I don't know if this is like real or if it's bullshit or whatever. And I started doing these flash sheets and out of nowhere, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start putting angel numbers in them. And I'm just going to start doing it as like a way to like put magic in the artwork and see if it works Mm -hmm. and it works. And that was something where I was like, I, I almost like felt bad for thinking that it was silly because like I keep doing it and the art gets better and people get it. And it's like every time now I'm almost compelled to put, numbers in here because Mm -hmm. I believe that it puts some sort of weird magical spell over my artwork. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. Is it real? Is it bullshit? Is it subjective? Like, okay, here's another thing. The horoscopes. You and I Mm -hmm. believe heavy in that stuff. Mm -hmm. I am a Pisces (laughs) through and through. Yes, you are. I'm such a Pisces. (laughs) Producer Corey? Aries as fuck. Aries as fuck. DJ Michael Miguel? Virgo. Oh, that's right. You're a Virgo. Amor? I'm a Capricorn. She's a Cap. And Capricorns are Virgos. Earth signs. Besties. Yeah, yeah. Big best thieves. Earth gang. Earth yes. signs. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think it's real? Do you think it's just a subjective thing? Is it something that like, I know you oh. and I both believe that there's power in words and numbers and all those things. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you at with that? Okay. I, I think that everyone has their own sense of like their own belief system. I genuinely think that if you put a positive energy behind anything, that it will manifest into positivity. I think that us seeing, like I like to say that when I see my angel numbers, it's like my green light moment, where it's like the universe is like, you're on the right path, keep going. And that makes me feel good. And I think that because I feel good, it is only gonna make me attract more of that. And so, To say that it's fake, I would say no, because it's obviously worked for us. Totally. And many other people. But I also think that it has to be something that you like believe in, you know, and that you're open to receiving on the other end, because there's so much abundance in the world. And there's so many signs that are constantly being thrown at us that if you're not paying attention, it's really easy to look at all the negative stuff that's happening. But the moment that you can anchor into the little things that make you feel good and you stay on like that positive train, it's kind of addictive. So... 
I would say I believe in it, but again, I don't want to yeah. dim down the light on anything that anybody else believes. But I think that if you're negative, you're negative. Or humans want to try to put like a scientific or like a very cut and dry explanation onto things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes life just doesn't work that way. Right. Sometimes, but why do we need answers to everything? Exactly. If you just trust it and you believe right. in like positivity, then. Exactly. Like people that need answers to everything. I'm just like, you're going to have a really hard and difficult life. Yeah. Because there's no right or wrong. Exactly. I mean, obviously there's wrong. But in the sense of like the decisions that you make and the path that you take and if your life could have looked differently, like as long as you're a kind person and you're trying to be loving and just doing things that make you happy in life, there's no wrong path. Can I ask you, and this is like, I think I know the answer, but when you said like seeing your angel numbers, for example, is like Mm -hmm. a green light. Have you ever had to be wrong? Or have you ever had to be like, ooh, that was a weird path that took me on? Um, Probably. But I think that at the end of it, it's kind of hard to see it like when you're in the midst of it. But I think that in the long run, even like not every learning experience is going to be rainbows and butterflies. Totally. You know, I think that it's going to lead you in the path that you need to go, even though it might be uncomfortable. Yeah. But you're still going to gain something from it at the end. So there's definitely been times where you're just like, hmm, maybe that I wasn't sure about that. But But everything's a learning experience. Yeah. That's where you needed to end up in that moment. And I think I just trust in that. So it's like. I always try to look at everything, you know, glass half full, but same, same. Now you brought your tarot cards. Yeah. They're goddess cards. They're, oh, I'm, the I'm sorry. You brought your goddess cards. I apologize to the goddesses. <laughs> should we producers, should we wait to do, to imbue this podcast with a tarot reading right now? Or should we do it at the end? Do it at the end. Producer Corey is saying, do it at the end. At the okay. End. We're going to do it at the end. At the end. We've been told. We've been told another thing. And we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. You wrote a poetry book. I did. You published a poetry book. I self-published a you, poetry book. You published a poetry I book. I own it. I love it. It's very beautiful. <laughs> say that shit with your chest. Yeah, say it with your chest. Say it with Come your on, fucking God. chest. Hey, has I anyone else here? I published a poetry book. There you go. There we go. Let's hear it. Thank you. Hey, producer Corey, have you published a book? No. Hey, DJ Michael Miguel? Really? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe a fitness thing. Bro, I barely know how to read. <laughs> And uh, I will say no. So there's only one person in this room right now who has published written words. That's pretty fucking impressive. So thank you. Much of it is about being a woman, about femininity, spirituality, who you are, finding yourself, your heart, everything that makes a more a more. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that and your process and how you found poetry and writing and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, I was never really into reading or writing much. I think like... English altogether was like not my thing when I was in school. One of my best friends from college, um, her name is Brittany, and she was really into reading and loved journaling. And we would do these silly notes to each other at school when we first met each other and just write these lists of all of the things that we liked in that moment um, just to get to know each other better. And in that process, we started just writing a lot more and I felt so much more comfortable with writing and like putting pen to paper. And at the time I had a Tumblr like everybody did. And I would go and just like talk about my feelings and just like let that kind of just live on Tumblr. And this in conjunction with manifestation as well was I stopped writing as much at some point because life, I graduated college and then I got a job and I had bills to pay. And wait, did you go to, are you a hurricane? No, I'm not. I went to the art Institute that you still listen. You went to more college than I did. So don't, don't like (laughs) be hanged on. I went to art school. (laughs) Yeah, You went to a school. Um, Not UM, but you know, I am from Miami. So whatever we can represent. So you are a hurricane. 
I'm a, I am the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we always talk, talk about college mascots on the show? No fucking idea. It's so fucking random. This is you. You do this. I know. Shit. I'm the one where say a, people say a city, and I'm like, oh, the Georgetown Hoyas. Like, I don't know why I have to. How the to, fuck do you know these things? I just heard one today, and I want to look it up now. Um, the War Eagles. What the fuck? Yeah, I, it's somewhere in the south. I have to look up where it is. And it was like a joke was made about this fictitious person going to like a hectic college and that they would be a war eagle. But apparently that's a real mascot. So I need to look mm. it up now. We're going to look it up right now. That. Oh, did you, there you go. Did you Michael Miguel's looking it up right now? It's I, it's in the deep south, I there think. Auburn. Places. Oh, it, that's right. It's a war eagle is Auburn's battle cry, not a mascot or nickname. It's a, oh, so it's a phrase. Oh, uh, okay. So Auburn, like they're like, we are. That's so happy. Yeah, war eagle is Auburn's battle uh, blah, blah, blah. Deep significance among the Auburn family who use it to greet and identify with each other all over the world. Oh, that's fucking weird. That's really fucking weird. I don't like that at all. Seems very uh, culty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. especially d- down Not south. like UM. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we could never be like yeah, that. Yeah, not, not us. Not us in Miami. Not no. us in Miami. Uh, with, our, with our great tans. So you were... You were you, Went to art school. I went to art school. You're doing Tumblr. I was doing the You're Tumblr the poetry. thing. And I was like, I would come back like every six months and read my blog post and be like, oh my God, all of the things I said I wanted to do happened. And so it was like, I learned this association of like manifesting through my writing. And I would just do it like every time I w- it would like come to me and like it was like a yearly thing. So writing was never really a big part of my life, but I felt so much like satisfaction from reading my writing that I found like it to just be therapeutic. And so in my 20s, I started to just like write things in my notes all the time. And like it was like if I was feeling some type of way, I would just like jot things down and it just became this like exercise for me. And I had absolutely zero intention of ever putting a book together, let alone sharing it with anybody. It was just more so for myself. And I I'm a creative person through and through. And I was just like, one day I was like, you know, it'd be really dope. Like I have five years worth of like all this writing that I've put together, like I've been holding on to that has so much of like things that I was processing, you know, and it'd be really cool to put in like a little coffee table book or something. Yeah. And it was like an idea that was like kind of in my head for a while. And then right before I moved here, I decided that I was going to put it together. And then I moved here and then the pandemic happened. And then I was like, I have all this free time (laughs) to do a project that I really didn't want to do because I was like, oh, I just feel like you have to feel inspired to want to do things. And like, you should never do things out of force. They should feel like they're coming naturally to you or that you're in a space where you're receiving the energy to make it good, you know? And so little by little, I started putting things together and I'm really happy that I self-published it just because I learned so much of like what it took to make that all come together, which was a pain in the ass. But um, I'm really happy. And I never even when I put the book together was just like, oh, you're a writer or like, oh, you're a poet. I just always have downed it because to me it was just like, something that I went to that was like therapeutic and then ended up kind of coming together as an art piece for me. Yeah. So it's still kind of odd for me to be like, yeah, I have a poetry book. I mean, you are, you are a poet. You published a poetry book. That's really good. Like I said, I own it. It's in my bookshelf. I just suffer like a lot of people from imposter syndrome and I get it. Listen, I live with it every day. I understand, but it's very good poetry. Thank you. It's very well written. It's beautiful. Uh, anyone out there that is thinking about self publishing a book, do you say do it or you say no, do it? 100%. Why not? 
if people want to buy your book, how can they still, do you still, is it still available? It is. It's actually, I self-published it through Barnes and Noble. So if you just like type in moments of love by a more cap the villa, it will come up. So there you go, people. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, Ooh, cool. Thank you. Buy Amore's book. It's like, it's beautiful. I, I, I'm not just saying that. I gain nothing by lying to you. It's such a sweet book. I, I sat that. down in the morning with a cup of coffee and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read it. And I was like, this is so sweet and beautiful and well thought out and interesting. And uh, for me, it was a really nice insight into a woman's mind mm. because I can kind of assume or I can not, not assume, but I can kind of try to think, well, if I feel this way, then maybe a woman feels that way right. or this or that. But for me, it really gave me a unique insight into what a woman's thinking, which I think is really beautiful and really dope. So you have some of the best and tightest friendships yes, I've ever known. Alex, the fucking coolest. I've met Alex. Yes. D, the fucking coolest. I've met D. You are one of those people where you did a really good job. And in a way, I would say even producer Corey is really good at this too. You have your birth family and then mm -hmm. your friend's family. Mm -hmm. And in a way, you almost bring your friends closer. Mm -hmm. Because birth family, like... Sweet Devin, we love Devin, <laughs> but Devin can be Devin. <laughs> he's something. He, I love Devin though. No, you know I, I have a soft I spot for Devin, great. but he's family. Yeah. And it's hard when like two brothers ha share a group of friends. Mm -hmm. In that same way, we all have our own friend groups, but yours is really tight, really, really tight. And you guys have a lot of matching tattoos. We do. Does that ever worry you or is it something where like you don't care even if you stop being friends? Do you feel closer to them because of those tattoos? Absolutely. I think people care too much about things that they don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> and like it was a moment in time. It was a moment in time in your life that something felt right. And I don't think that anybody should ever feel bad. Like I have friends that are like, I want to remove tattoos. And I'm like, but for what? Like I get it. People used to get like all the Jesus stuff when they were 16 because they thought it was cool. And like their parents are going to be okay with it because it was about the Bible. And you're like, okay. And now they're like, I want to get it covered. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> Big shout out, Robbie. Yeah, exactly. Another oh, no. Th this podcast also is always like heavy shitting on Christianity and Christian tattoos. <laughs> Man, I, I feel like if we ever had any Christian listeners, they're long gone. They're like, fuck this what? devil podcast. I mean, they're 2023. There's like not that many Christians left. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so it's just like at that point, you got it at some point because it meant some you really want to get a tattoo. And maybe your mom was really into religion. You know, there was a meaning behind it at some point, you know. Yeah. And I think that for people to want to shame or want to hate something like I have a matching tattoo with my ex-husband. That's part of the chapter that we're not talking about. And fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. No. Fuck your shit. <laughs> no, no, you know what? No. Actually, Amor's not a. a see, this Absolutely is why I wanted not. to avoid this, mm. this conversation. I'm too nice. No. <laughs> I, I genuinely think that most things have an expiration date. And I think that you are meant to be and share space and energy with people for a certain amount of time. And when it's not working anymore, then it's okay. Totally. You don't need to force things. You just need to send each other away with love. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's thriving at life. I'm thankful for the however many years that we spent together. Um, we have matching tattoos, but I always said I would never get a person's name on my body because I'm just like, what if I fucking hate this person? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to cut it off, right? So we got, he has the king of hearts and I have the queen of hearts. I was going to say, does he have the joker? You have the queen of he hearts and he has the, the joker. joker. <laughs> no. So you talk your shit. <laughs> Sly ass comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has the king of hearts. 
Um, but I hope that he looks at it and he doesn't feel, you know. He got that shit covered. Yeah. Amor, <laughs> I have a pretty good feeling it's maybe covered. No, <laughs> I hope not. I mean, maybe. Who knows? We can no. I was gonna say we can find out. No, we can't. That's no, we we're can't. gonna we're gonna leave that box closed forever. No, you know I don't, what? I don't need to know. <laughs> Michael's ready to go like zoom in on Facebook photos, like look at this just Facebook DMing a complete stranger. Hey, hey, my G. Yeah, what's good, my boy? Quick question for you. Oh my god. Do no. you? So for you, matching tattoos, whatever, it's I, all good. Yeah, I love it. I have a bunch of matching match, matching tattoos with a bunch of my friends. So like. I, yeah. It's all good. It's, again, why make a big deal over something that at one point was something to you, you know? Totally. Like, you got it for a reason, so. Yeah. You said the magic words. You, you mentioned something about energy. Mm-hmm. You and I both are really, really big on energy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for anyone out there that kind of is trying to understand that better? Because I think that, for me, this is easy for me to say because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. But it's sometimes easier for me to navigate life based on people's energy. If someone has a weird energy, I just never tattoo them again. Mm-hmm. Or if someone has a really dope energy, DG Michael Miguel, hey. we're instant friends. Me and this guy, fast friends. Even same with me and Corey, fast friends. Yeah. You two have an energy that like I fuck with. Of course you. like Our energy, I feel like, lines up really, really nicely. Mm-hmm. For anyone out there that's maybe goes on a date or feels like their partner or feels like their tattoo artist or any of those things mm-hmm. has a weird energy that they're not vibing with, how do you think they should navigate that better? Hmm. I feel like you have to be more in tune with yourself and what makes you feel comfortable. I think that not everybody's going to mesh well with you. And if you're having an experience where the energy just doesn't feel like it's aligning, I mean, I'm very polite, so I treat people with kindness regardless. And if I didn't care for the service or whatever it may be, I'd be like, great, never have to come here again. Yeah. Um, But I think that as long as you feel safe, like if you feel unsafe, obviously exit immediately. Like, regardless of what the reasoning is, because, again, we all have different traumas and different things that might come up and you know yourself better than anybody else. Yeah. Um, But it's more of like an intuitive thing. Like, you kind of have to just be open. I think you also can't be open to receiving if you're not, like, also willing to give. Right. Totally. It's a two way street. So it's like if I would have been super reserved and closed off when you were tattooing me and like didn't want to answer questions, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yes. But, you know. You just have to kind of, it's hard, but you have to just like, if you feel safer, if you don't feel safe, yeah. you know? I think that's a good way of putting it. I, I think sometimes humans, we miss that part mm-hmm. and it just goes quickly into like a wall up mm-hmm. or they seem weird or they seem hectic or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of just like maybe feeling out their energy. Yeah. And sometimes people are having a bad day. Absolutely. And that's why I'm just like, you have to treat people with kindness. Like you have to remove yourself from the situation enough. Like if you're not, if let's say you're not having a bad day, right? And I walk into a space and I can tell that someone's energy is off or like they're being short or they're not making eye contact or they're being rude. It's not my job to make your life more difficult. Like I can tell if you're frustrated or if you're angry or if you're sad. Like as a human being, if I'm receptive to you, I can kind of understand what you're feeling. And if I'm sharing space with you, like it would be, you know, the kind thing to be able to be like, you know what? I'm just not going to bother this person. I'll go to someone else or I'll maybe give this person a compliment or say something to maybe make the situation better if you feel like you know if i walked into a space and there was somebody being creepy with me i'm like bye yeah fuck that but you know like at the gym but oh that's the number one and as dj michael miguel a employee of a gym we've talked about it many times it's so awkward 
to be a woman in a gym with straight men. I literally so saw you. Yeah, I'll yeah. explain the story off pod. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. I was like, just enjoy your workout. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you guys like this very short story. I was at please, LA Fitness. Please, let's hear it. I was at LA Fitness and now I'm going to the one. Well, I'm not going to tell you guys where I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Do you, do you still, are you still staying where you, st- you stayed before? Are you going to the LA Fitness over there? No, 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 no. Not the one I'm by the museum? At... No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I, I can tell. I used to go to the one in El Centro, which I do not go to anymore. Um, I go to a different one that's much bigger, but it's mostly full of gay men, which to me, I'm like, oh, paradise, right? Like no, the totally. most they're going to do is compliment me on something and be like, great. And so I'm at the gym and again, I'm not being like super bothered. The gym's pretty big. I'm in the corner by the mats, like in the little corner where there's mirrors. I have my own mat. I'm like literally shoved in the corner doing my six minute ab routine. Six whole minutes. God damn. Six whole minutes. Alex fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the only one I do. Look that shit up. Yeah. (laughs) It's Cassie's husband. Um, And... (laughs) Shout out Cassie's husband. Shout out Cassie's husband with the six minute ab routine. But I'm doing the six minute ab routine and this man that probably back in the day in his prime in Hollywood probably was like fine, right? He probably went to Muscle Beach and had his thing going. Now he's like a washed up old man with this nasty tan and long blonde hair with a beer belly out to here that looks like a creeper. And I'm like literally facing the corner and he's standing next to me and I could feel his presence. And I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna look at him. Don't make eye contact, he'll walk away. He sees that I'm not making eye contact with him. And now I'm just like doing these crunches like way past the video, like I'm like, can you just leave? Because now I'm just doing more crunches than I need to make, to be doing. And he like walks closer to my feet. So like he's more in like my line of eye, like my view. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like just staring me down. And I'm just trying to ignore him. And there was a very kind man on the mat next to him that was gay and literally saw this happening. And he like takes his headphones off and he's like, can I, like, do you, do you know her? And he was like, no. And he's like, so what are you doing? Yeah. And he was like, I was just trying to talk to her. And he was like, can't you see she's busy? And he's like, I guess so. And then like walked <laughs> away. And I'm like, I had my headphones on this whole time. And then I look at the guy and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I was like, what did he say? And he's like, you didn't know him, right? And I was like, no, I didn't fucking know that old man. And he was just like, he was being so creepy. He told me he wanted to talk to you, but I told him to leave you alone. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Like, had he not been there, the guy probably would have stood there longer. But it's just like moments like that. That's just like it's so icky that especially him towering over me. It was like not a very good moment. It felt really yeah. gross. Gross. But hey, uh, guys, if you go to the gym, <laughs> just go to work out. Yeah. You heard it. Amor's here. Amor works out. Amor is a beautiful woman. All these things. Amor, she doesn't yeah. want to be bothered at the gym. So why on earth? Would anyone want to be bought? You're sweaty. You probably stink. If you're like me, you've got an hour to get in and out. (laughs) Just leave them alone. That's it. There's a million other places to meet people. The gym is not one of them. Just one tip. Don't go to the family bathrooms. Really? Family bathrooms? Yes. Weird shit happen in there? Goes down. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Just don't go. Okay. As Thanks someone that works the in a gym, they, thank you for the crazy warning. <laughs> I'm not Oof. going to the family bathroom. That was very cryptic. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. <There's> no words. <laughs> Before we get to the back end of this, Corey Amore, now's your chance. Vegan Corner. 
Do you want to say anything about the virtues of being vegan? What's your favorite vegan spot? Oh my God. Um, so we tried this new spot the other day. Um, uh, it's Italian and oh my God, what is the name of it? It's called, I don't remember. La Dolce Vita? I, the place in West Hollywood? Yes. Yeah, it's La Dolce Vita. I've heard about it, yeah. It's I've on, heard, it's on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's like on the corner. I think so. It looks like a little, it's like a little, it looks like a dive bar almost, but it's a restaurant. Yes, La Dolce Vita. Okay. Oh, I need so to, good. I need to shout out this spot real quick. It's actually really good. Like I, you know me, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty picky about food, like good food, especially Italian food, but it's actually very, very good. Mm -hmm. I used to eat there a lot. Um, I went to this spot yesterday in the Valley. I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally blow the name. It's Mummy Cons vegan restaurant. It is bomb ass Mexican vegan food. Bomb pupusas, bomb fucking everything. Birria tacos, fucking fire. Yeah, huh? went there yesterday. It was so fucking good. Yeah, they had the vegan consomme, like the whole fucking joint. It was so good. So if you're ever in Northridge, go check that place out. Super fucking good. Um, I mean, shout out like the the normal places like Crossroads is fire. Nick's right. on Beverly is staying Nick's open. Nick's on Beverly. Nick's on Beverly is my fucking like yo. If we're like going out, like we've done a couple birthday dinners there. Like They're so good. That, that's that's you the know they almost spot. closed. Yeah. Oh, I was like devastated. I sent it to Sarah and was like, yo, like we got to go before they close. I know. And then like three days later, they're like, just kidding, we're staying open. I was like, yo, fucking amazing. So yeah. Um, no, Nick's on Beverly is very good. Yeah, place is good. There's a spot too in North Hollywood that I want to check out. It's an all vegan bakery. I think it's called like Toluca Bakery or something like that. But I think I've heard of that. I don't. Yeah, think I, I just I happened to pass there. by when we were going to our friend's house. The other day, um, I yeah. drove by Heart House the other day. Have you guys eaten at Heart House yet? What's yeah. the deal with I did the other day? How yeah, I it? went there right before bless the um, yeah, bless you, did you, Michael? Right before the Fallout Boy show, um, I good? took like the whole family there. Yeah, everybody liked it. I mean, I took my mom and like um, my brother, and they're not vegan. They enjoyed it, and it was cool. It's it's, like it's this food. yeah, it's the same thing as like honestly, it's very very like comparable to Plant Power. If you've been okay, there, okay, yeah, yeah, I've been to Plant just, Power with you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, same vibes. Like it, it's bomb. It's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Tatsu, you like Tatsu ramen? Tatsu ramen's mm -hmm, good, mm -hmm. yep. I will say though that my all-time favorite vegan spot to eat at mm -hmm. is my house. Oh, that's fair. Damn, that's fair. what a flex. That's Cafe cool. Amour. What do you make? Everything. Oh shit, my bad. Yeah, honestly, if you follow Amour on Instagram, she'd be cooking like every single day. I okay. When I first became vegan, my ex and I, like, he used to be the better cook than, than me at one point. Yeah. And when we became vegan, we were already eating like really clean because mm -hmm. we were like counting our macros and doing that whole thing. And so he was like, you figure it out. And I was like, mm -hmm. OK. And so my mom asked me to cook for her because she, she's like, oh, vegan, it's going to be healthier. Yeah. She's like, I'll pay you. And so I ended up like getting like 10 people that I would cook for for like a whole year. That's sick. And I just would make like weekly meals for them. And I would change. I love a challenge because mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn. And so I would change the menu every single week yeah. to like teach myself something new. And mm -hmm. they kept coming back. So it obviously tasted good. Yeah. So. I well, just learned how to make anything out of anything. Well, respectfully, I think I'm the best vegan cook because I'm an Aries. So oh, I'm the greatest at everything. This is where the Aries comes out. <laughs> Corey, no, respectfully. I was just talking about Aries. I think Amor might be the best. She probably is. I just, like, <laughs> I, I just like to talk some shit. You know, I understand. Um, yeah, I, there's so many good vegan spots. And like Sarah and I, like when we were doing a lot of traveling, when I was had my last job, like it was like 
finding vegan spots in other places was crazy. Yeah, it's like so hard. Like Vegas is really good because they have yeah. like Chef Kenny's is like fucking top notch, best vegan place I've ever been to. Probably my favorite like ever is Chef Kenny's. Shout but, out um, Chef Kenny. Yeah, big, honestly, even as a person, Chef Kenny's the shit. Like, yeah, I've, nice I've been there too. Dude. It's good. Yeah, it's really so good. fucking good. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I got. Does that conclude vegan corner? Oh, Manatis! If you guys like, <laughs> if you guys <laughs> like uh, wait, the ice cream, if you guys, well, they they have coffee, but I, that's why I stole Ooh. the idea of making this Spanish latte that I'm having from them because they have the best vegan Spanish latte. It's so mm. fucking good. I had salt and straw the other day, and I was like, I hope Corey's doing well. Bomb! I had salt and straw the other day too. I went to a Pokemon tournament. Did pretty good and then had salt and straw. It was fun as good fuck. Good for you. Yeah, living your best fucking life. Good for you. And more Are anything you guys else? Coffee drinkers though. Huge coffee drinkers. I have been drinking coffee since I was an infant. Oh, nice. Yeah. As a Cuban person, you have to be like, you know, it's it's just like part of the routine of being Cuban. And like as we when, when I was a baby, like you drink coffee after every single mm -hmm. meal. Like there's like Cuban coffee too. It's like, a, like, yeah, like yeah. you drink cafecito, which is like a shot okay. of espresso. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like a thick layer of foam of sh pure sugar. So good, Bomb. so bad for you. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> As a kid, you like graduate. Like as I was a baby, they would like have, they'd be like conversing and they have their little cafecito and like you come by with your pacifier, they grab your pacifier, they dunk it in the coffee and the sugar Fuck and yeah. they give it back to you. Fuck so that's yeah. like, you know, you start growing the taste. And then yeah, when I was in elementary yeah, school, <laughs> that is actually what it was. <laughs> and then when you're in elementary school, she would make you like a glass of cafe con leche and like just put like a little bit. And then you get to the point where you have your cafe con leche and then your own shot of espresso. Nice. And then you're this. How many years have you been vegan? Uh, like eight. Nice. Me too. Yeah. Really? I'm like right around the same. Yeah. Did you, what, um, I guess was like motivated you to become vegan? Um, so I was vegan in high school for a few years and then that kind of just like burned out. I was dating a girl who was like the sweetest person in the world, but she was like so not supportive of me being vegan. So what like, made you want to be vegan then? Um, I was, I mean, like I'm, I'm like a super like clean living dude. Like I I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I don't do any drugs. Like, so I was like, oh, what's the next step in that? Like be vegan, like tight. So I ran with that for a while. And then I was like, ah, like I'm not gonna be vegan anymore. Cool. And then uh, Sarah and I got together. We were together for a while and I had been toying with the idea in my mind of like, okay, cool. I'm going to be vegan again, like whatever. And then we watched a bunch of documentaries, whatever. And like, I was like, you know what? Like, it's just time. Like I woke up one day, I was like, I I'm going to be vegan again. I was like, if you don't want to do it, that's cool. But she was like, I would love to be vegan with you. Like, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, that was like eight years ago. And it's honestly like the easiest thing in the world. Like not, I, f I feel like everybody, everybody that like says it's super hard or like the same people that make an excuse about mm -hmm. fucking anything that they would do. So it's like, it's, it's not difficult, super easy. Uh, I, I eat celery. Everything's fine. Like it's not celery. Like, you mean you don't eat grass? No, no. Oh, I eat a fucking salad everywhere I go. Yeah. Every place that we just mentioned only serve salads. Only salads. Yeah, That's only salads. all we eat. Fucking and dorks, man. Yeah. I'm it's bomb. I love being vegan. But like really the main inspiration was like, I feel like fake as shit. Like I, I'm, I've been a big like animal lover my whole life. And like, even now I have six dogs. Like who the fuck am I to be like, okay, I love these six dogs. What's the difference between these dogs and like a cow? What's mm -hmm. the difference between these dogs and a sheep or, you know, like, or a pig, like any of these things. Like, so in my mind, I go, mm, there's, there's, 
There's no difference. So yeah. if I'm going to love these animals, I should love all animals the same way. I'm not the cleanest vegan. I fucking I eat doomies every once in a while. Shit's fire. So um, but don't yeah. forget about those crunch wraps from Taco Bell. Uh, dude. So did I tell you about how I drove down to Hollywood one night and and they didn't have them. And right? they, they were they're gone already. Ugh. And so we were like, well, we need to have crunch wraps. So we went to Nexmex, doomies Nexmex, and luckily they had crunch wraps there. But like it was just not it's not the same. But Do you I want me to make them once. like I can I can if. If you give me the money to buy all this stuff, like I'll come to your guys' house and make them. It's that, that, it's not like the the point is not the making it because I can fucking make Taco it. Bell. It's it's the idea it's that the I can Bell walk into a Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> I can walk into a Taco Bell, get a Baja Blast, get a Crunchwrap at fucking you know midnight and eat it's that. The experience. Like, yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Taco I will Bell say that always th- tastes better at like any time after twelve a.m. A hundred percent. Yes. And yes. that's the other thing is like being. Uh, People ask all the time, like, what do you miss? What do you miss about being vegan? And I'm like, the only thing that you miss is like convenience. Cause sometimes right. when you're out with a bunch of friends, you're like, ah, there's really nothing I can have. But like, French fries. Go to, f- yeah, French fries. Yeah. <laughs> hella sides. Lots and lots of sides. Hella chips. <laughs> like, like people are like, oh, like, do you like, do you, are you vegan for the animals or for yourself? And I'm like, oh no, I just really enjoy chips at family gatherings. Like, that's, that's what it is. Chips. But, yeah. So, do, do you Oreos. Two, do you guys view me as, uh, as like a fallen soldier because you both knew me when I was vegan? Or is it just like, it is what it is? Ah, that's cool. No. You live your yeah. life, man. I yeah. think everybody's going to do the things that they want to do. It's cool. I think, and it goes back to like always being in tune with yourself. I think that when people are so rigid on anything, whether it's religion or the way that you live your life or what you choose to eat or who you, like all of these things are going to be a reflection of where you are at that moment in your life. And I don't think that as long as you're doing good things to your body and you're responding well to it, who cares? I think that obviously we want to, the animals are important and the earth is important and all of those things. And I feel like, that's a byproduct of also being vegan, which is really mm-hmm. great. I think that it just depends on, you know, as long as you're doing things intentionally. Yeah. You know, people move through life and like you go to a Burger King and you get a burger and like people don't associate the fact that this comes from an animal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if you were to make this person go kill the animal and then make their own food, they'd probably be like disgusted by it. Totally. Yeah. So it's like we're so desensitized to so many things that we don't know where it comes from. But again that comes with being intentional of like am i putting for me more so than anything like when i was 18 i became vegetarian Mm -hmm. and i did it for the animals i was like all about pita and then i got really sick and ended up in the hospital and so my dad took me to a boil tropical and was like you're gonna eat this fucking chicken and you're not gonna get up until you finish it and then Mm -hmm. i started eating meat again and then very much like you my ex and i started watching like forks over knives and cowspiracy and all of these things and we were like "Hmm." earthlings yeah and and i'm like like this sounds interesting like why don't we try it if i feel better Mm -hmm. and my body like i don't get bloated or i feel just more energetic like why would i not want to put good fuel into my body when when my alarm goes off in the morning i go oh i'm gonna wake up like i feel i feel way better than before when i was like oh yeah like like cheese is fucking horrible like the, it, it tastes so good in the moment but like you don't realize like the effect that it's having on your body until the next day when you're like yeah i kind of feel gross are you offended like, by the cheese coming yeah. <laughs> michael mcgill was like listen maybe let's wrap up vegan corner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's great and i also like the same way as as you and more like i think it's really corny to like be forceful of your feelings on anybody like no matter what that's about like i feel different about a lot of shit than a lot of people but i still have love for people that feel different you know that's all good i mean everybody as long as you're happy and you're doing your thing like you said there's positive intentions behind it fuck it man live your life like it's all good very well said well well that concludes vegan corner i'm glad we got to have vegan corner I think, uh, I don't think I know any other vegans. Yeah, I think you're gonna be the only one. That, <laughs> if, if another- Glad that this is the only vegan corner that will exist. 
I will let you know if it happens again. We'll maybe okay. have you come in as a guest to like quickly speak as well for the okay. next vegan. Maybe corner. I'll bring like a vegan dish. Okay, Ooh. even better. Yes, I vegan can make cook-off. you vegan picadillo. Okay, I'll take Bomb. it with arroz y frijoles negro y maduros. All of those things. Yes. Yes, yes. with beans yes, chef. and rice. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> And chef. <laughs> Before we get to your magical mystery question, because it's a really good one. Oh, no. <laughs> is there anything that's really inspiring you right now? Anything that you're really drawn towards? Any future plans for tattoos? What's Ooh. what's the plan for Amor's future? And what's really, really inspiring you lately? Oh, I would say um, I've been having a lot of fun with like just dressing up and like feeling really comfortable and having fun with like clothing. Um, I love thrifting. That's like a big part of the things that I like to do too. Um, I feel like my writing is like coming in waves and I'm trying to trust it as well as like reading and stuff. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm a little disappointed with music. I feel like music is kind of like in a very like lull kind of place. And I'm like, can somebody just come up with something original? Because if I hear one more remix of a song from the 90s that I loved that now I hate because you fucked it up. Um, yeah. I Damn, don't, don't listen to K-pop. It's gonna, that'll really mess with you. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to new, anybody that listens to that. New Jeans kind of hits though. I don't know if you've like taken the time to listen to, to B- New You like Blue Jeans? No, they're called New Jeans. New Jeans, sorry. New My jeans. coworker loves New Jeans. I like New Jeans. She's played them for me and I, and I do enjoy. Yeah. It's not that I go deliberately to go listen to it, but like but, if you're at the gym or you're like going for a run, it hits. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but again, stop messing that around was, with yeah, 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 I agree. And just looks at her ring and just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that shit. I just think about me at the gym and I just listen to murder podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then they buried them under the house and you're like, this and is I'm fucking like, crazy. This shit is going nuts, dude. <laughs> dude, people that listen to podcasts while they work out are fucking psychotic. Yeah, that's so, a little uh, crazy. Whenever. <laughs> I would never not have to shake hands. When you could you could listen to sweet, sweet music. Yeah. No. I, I turn look, music on from the moment I wake up in the morning. Look, music right now at this moment is a very uh, I, I get I know, it. I it's do. not hitting. Utopia's good, but I can't yeah, get a nice little roll into it. I think people just need to take their time, you know. I think we were living in a world where everything is just so fast paced and people are just taking like instant gratification that you're not giving artists enough time to sit and like create stuff you yeah know? like it's hard to create things and from a place of force you need to do it from there like you guys you literally are- had this fucking conversation <laughs> on the way over here so oh really yes no bullshit alignment angel yes. numbers look at that it's mm. all synergy combination <laughs> <laughs> but it's true i'm just yeah. like the forcing of things like people need time to breathe, you know, like even in between these books and stuff, I'm like, oh, I need to write another book. And it's like, do I need to? No. Could I? Yes. Yeah. And if it comes to me, it comes to me. And when it does, it does. And a great book that I read this year, which was also a very big inspiration, because like between feeling imposter syndrome and feeling like, oh, my God, like as a creative person, like what else am I going to work on? Like I'm not one to like post on Instagram and be like, oh, this is me lounging on the beach in a bikini and like trying to gain a following to sell you something. I hate when people are trying to sell you something and it's just like live your life be organic let people follow you because they vibe with your fucking energy and i think that there's a book sorry there's a book that i read by elizabeth gilbert she's the one that wrote um eat pray love okay this book is called big magic and my friend gifted it to me for my birthday and i could not put it down i read it so quickly because i was just like soaking it up and she talks about how you know love eat pray love was such a big success and she's like all my books prior to that were like 
not a huge deal they sold but you know eat pray love became a movie and all these things and she's like and then you're like as as the creator you're like okay so what's next how do i top that and you end up getting into this place where you just like don't know what to do because you're so scared of failing and the whole book talks about how as a person, we're all creative beings and that we can live our lives creatively and it doesn't need to be like these milestones in our life, but more so like, you know, sitting here and the mug feels just better here. It looks better there to me or like how I'm sitting or what I'm dressing like or how I plate my food or the way that I choose to make my bed. Like there's, you could be creative in any sense and just living an artistic life yeah. and have giving yourself the freedom of just maneuvering and like letting things come to you. And if something manifests into something great, if people buy it, great. But like, it takes so much pressure off of needing to be something and more so just like allowing yourself to evolve energetically and being in a creative space all the time. Cool. And like what feels good. Um, and I think that gave me a lot of Liberty in being a little bit more loose with like, writing another book or doing anything at, at this point where I just feel like if I don't feel like doing that and I want to go home and watch Too Hot to Handle, then that's what I'm going to do. Like, Ooh, how good is Too Hot to, to Handle? Oh, it's so bad, but it's so good. Would you, would you ever go on a uh, trashy reality TV show mm -hmm. like that? I feel like it would be so much fun, but I feel like they would kick me off if I, if I was really myself. Would you just be like too like positive and like, let's just. Yeah. I don't know if I would add any, any real entertainment. You guys are watching that new Temptation Island season? Dog, you know I am. Yo. You, know, you know I am. That shit go crazy. That, it's, you and I be texting each other about reality TV all the time. Yeah. So yeah. every time I watch it, I'm just like, incredible. This is like, this is as good as television's ever going to get. <laughs> like these, where do they find these humans? I Dude, know. I was just thinking the same thing. Some of those people, where the fuck do they find them? I don't know. Did you watch, did you ever watch Perfect Match? On Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, that shit was so fucking good. Dude, dude I love as blind as one that's mad crazy to me. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Even, it's, I mean, that, that newest season, uh, the queer, love the queer one, love one. Yeah, that crazy. One, I could not stop watching it. Oh, it was so, so good. good. Yeah, we were yeah. like addicted. We were one of those people that were like when they were supposed to do the live finale, like tweeting angrily at Netflix. I was like, yo, you're fucking this up. You had one job. Like, Play immediately. <laughs> Well, I'm for sure going to, I actually just got uh, audiobooks and I've been listening to a bunch of really heavy, like crime noir novels. So I need to maybe like lighten it up. Mm -hmm. And that sounds really good because I think the idea of that's a really, it's something I'm very interested in because I create almost like compulsively, mm -hmm. but I do this thing and I, I've kind of realized it where I create and I make art in a way where it's like, I'm constantly being like, it has to be better. It has to be better. Mm -hmm. It has to be better. It has to be better. And uh, the last flash sheet that I did that I posted today, it was the first time in a long time I didn't do the it has to be better thing. It was just like, just have fun drawing mm -hmm. and just have fun. Like, like if no one gets anything off of this sheet, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I had fun just sitting and watching trashy reality TV and just drawing and illustrating going like, okay, this is good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it was so, time well spent. You know? Yeah. And I think too, it's just like people can feel that in something. Like you don't, sometimes it's hard to explain why something makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. But if you were doing it with the intention of like, oh, I fucking hate doing this and like I have to do this, like people are not gonna resonate with that. Regardless if it was the same thing that you probably drew before, but like the last one that you did, just you were sitting and you were like vibing with it and you yeah. were just having a good time and you were like doing it for the sake of doing it and doing it with love. People can feel that and that translates through anything that we touch, whatever we create. And it's not something that I can like sit and like give you a fact that it's happening, but I think that 
just from my lived experience, and I'm sure yours, like you can sense that. Totally. You know? And just living more from that place is just, I think, the point of life and just going with the flow of it. And things are going to happen when they're meant to happen. You totally. Know? You never, the doors are always going to be open in front of you, but it's whether you're paying attention enough to walk through them. Totally. Well, I've said this once, I'll say it a million times. You are a very, very, very wise woman. Thank and you. you always put things extremely well. And I, you see them through a lens that I very much relate to and very much respond to. I feel like every time we have these conversations, I, I take something really positive from them and always walk away thinking like Amor is so smart and so wise. And you are just, I'm really grateful that we've crossed paths in that way. Same. There's been other people on this show where I'm like, ah, oh, you're so crazy. You're in my life, whatever. It's all good. But I think that, that you and I really, really respond to each other's energy mm -hmm. and understand each other and work in an artistic space really well together. And it's it's something I'm really grateful for. Um, let's get to your stupid mystery question. Uh -oh. And then we're going to do a tarot reading for the <gasps> shot or for the podcast. Whoop. So we're going to do that. And then we're unfortunately going to say goodbye for the night. Oh, no. But let's get to the mystery question. What is the mystery question? Okay. So in the style of all these podcasts, I tailor a weird question to each person that is in some sort of fantastical universe. Okay. <laughs> okay. So tonight, mm -hmm. I imagine you go home. Okay. Mm -hmm. And maybe you like say hi to Alex. You say hi to D. You tell them about the podcast. Maybe you have, it's getting kind of late, but maybe you have a nice little vegan snack. Mm -hmm. You get in bed with your sweet, what's your cat's name? Toast. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, not for a million dollars, but I have guessed Toast. I don't think that that's the first cat that I've run into named Toast. Either, really? Which is, yeah, which is funny. But there is no cat more beautiful than my cat. I very Shout much disagree. Toast. Very much disagree. I have the most beautiful cat in the world. Huh. Listen, we both have tortoiseshell cats. Huh. What? Okay. <laughs> huh. She's so offended. Huh. Put a poll up. I can show you a picture. Listen. We're not here to litigate cats. This is true. <laughs> We're here to I'm talk. I'm the one with the cat mug. Because you're the special guest. All the special guests get it. And especially if they're a cat parent, <laughs> it really brings all the cat energy together. Okay. Okay. You get in bed with toast. I get in bed with toast, and which you, is unlikely because I'm allergic to her. But yes. Let's just say in this particular situation, you're not allergic to I her. I took my Allegra and I'm ready to snuggle with toast. Yes. Wait, you're mm -hmm. allergic to cats? Yes. Shout out. Yeah. Hey. I take a legger at twice a me day. Too. These my cats be making me sneeze all crazy. I break That's out in hives. That's how much cat love means to you guys. Yes. Yeah. And more. I love my cat so much. There you go. I have one right now where I want to take her back, but you know what? I love her too much. I want to take her back. She's just she's too much of a street cat, and she does this thing where she screams all night. She goes sort of, <laughs> Toast she, does that. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, especially when she's I'm very deep, vocal. Deep, yeah, when I'm deep in sleep, and I'm like off to dreamland. Okay, so speaking of dreamland. Uh -huh, dreamland. We're in bed with toast. Your salt lamp is on. It's mm -hmm. glowing. All the spiritual energy is happening. Mm -hmm. You close your eyes. I close my eyes. Okay. You're in another plane. Of, are you okay over there, DJ Michael Miguel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you need to breathe. I'm good. You good? I'm good. I was just thinking of the cat scream. <laughs> Corey. Literally. Hey, when did Cinnamon Roll get here? It sounded just like her. <laughs> So you're in your you're in a, the dream plane mm -hmm. where the dreams happen. Where the dreams happen. Okay, and an ancient goddess comes to you, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Check it out, Amor. <laughs> We've been watching you. 
mm-hmm. and we really like what you're doing. Okay. You're putting in the good work. Mm-hmm. You're spreading positivity. Mm-hmm. You're spreading love. love. You're doing all these wonderful things. Myself and all the other ancient earth goddesses were on your team. Mm-hmm. As I'm a thankful rev- for that. Yes. As a reward for that, we will give you one piece of ancient knowledge and you can ask us any question and we will give you a very direct answer. So whether it be about the pyramids or aliens or any ancient knowledge that no one knows except for you, what would you want that piece of knowledge to be? That's that's an intense question. I don't even know if I know what I would want to ask. Like, what is your knee jerk when you think about like, if you're in that situation, you're like, okay, one piece of ancient knowledge, this crazy wisdom, it's going to be in my brain. And you're going to like wake up in a cold sweat and be like, oh my God, it's true. Or now I know this. What would you want it to be? I don't know. Now you just try to be like, are are women smarter than men? And the earth goddess will say, yes, of course you wasted your question. Right. But I know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all I know mean, that. I mean, yeah, we all know that. I was <laughs> just listening. I was just trying to paint There was an article that said that men don't mature until they're 45. I'm like, great. <laughs> no, I'm almost Sick. there. I'm almost there. Got a couple more years. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I've got uh, seven more years to go, and then I'll be a full mature. I will have completed full mature man. a full mature so man. Like, I'll, I'll be over here with fart jokes while you're chilling. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, so I'll have to be 50 <laughs> by the time that I end up with someone again. <laughs> Um, no, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> yes, that's it's it's that's, that's a, a lie. lie. <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of like what we were talking about before of like just the mystery of life. Like, there's questions that I just feel that I don't need to know the answers to, and I don't know if there's anything that that's pressing to me in the moment that I would think of. Okay. Um, so you'd be like, "Sorry, Earth Goddess, I know everything I need to know. Wake me up." I would be like, "Tell me, tell me some. I don't know. Tell me some cheese. Tell me some gossip about somebody." Ooh, mm. so you would want ancient gossip. Yeah. Okay. Like she would be like- They were fucking things up back then too. So we, no one knows what we're doing. No be one like, has ever known what we were doing. So like, what are you going to tell me that's going to make my life different? But if you can give me some nice juicy gossip, maybe. Okay, let's pick one person from history that you get juicy gossip from. Who would you oh. want it to be? Oh my God. Jesus. Ooh, <laughs> okay. He wasn't a carpenter. <laughs> or he's he a shitty a carpenter. carpenter. <laughs> okay. No, I heard that's true. He was a shitty carpenter. Motherfucker didn't have a T square. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Come on. T square. <laughs> you know he wasn't building anything good. There's no way. There's no way. Well, I'm more... like, he's just a human being. You know, we yeah, don't make mistakes. He would. They, I think someone said he had a hunchback too. I, I heard one <laughs> Did time. He? I heard one time that Jesus had a hunchback. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I heard one time that person. I heard one time like rumored through the grapevine. You know, yeah, they, 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 I knew a guy that knew a guy that knew a guy that hung out with Jesus one time. And said he <laughs> had precisely. Yeah, macaroni Tony was kicking it with Jesus. Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Macaroni Tony. I'm glad that he was brought up on this podcast today. We had to go to Miami to get to Macaroni Tony. Yeah, well, and I'm from Miami. Then it all comes together. And it all comes together. And to bring it all together, you did ask if I was going to have maybe another tattoo, and I think that I have really been manifesting a tramp stamp. A lower back tattoo. I'm sorry, a lower a back tattoo. A lower back tattoo. Amor, are you a tramp? No, come on. Listen, you don't have to answer that question. I'm just saying. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, nah, I mean, ah. I'm not, but. I just like, I don't. I don't hold a lot of negative energy towards that. I'm just like, it's a nickname, yes. I know that we need to be mindful of what we're saying. 
I'm not saying with any negative connotation. Like, it's cute. It was a thing of the 90s. I, I'm all for lower back tattoos. I fuck the lower, lower back. lower back tattoo. I just like, why are we calling women tramps? I think it's kind of like the slut walk thing, you know? You're taking power with the, the word of slut. I, I get it. I do. I just like, okay, here's the thing. Let them tramps Listen, be tramping. I'm like, tra- I can call myself a tramp. You can't call me a tramp. Exactly. Yeah. And so I can't say, it's fucked up of me to say, I'm going to do a tramp stamp on a more. Because then I'm denoting that you're a tramp. But if I already tramp. like Ali-ooped you the tram stamp, you can probably say it back to me in a safe space. You're not the saying that to me on the pass. side of the street. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll say this quickly. The movie Wedding Crashers, hilarious. But I watched that movie single-handedly kill lower back tattoos. Like I was tattooing, I was new to tattooing, I'm doing my thing, but lower back <laughs> tattoos are fun as fuck. Love doing them, nice smooth surface, whatever, whatever, easy money. I was told when I learned how to tattoo that they were easy money and that is true. That movie came and they came to a screeching halt because they were called tramp stamps. And like in that way, that movie and that phrase fucked with my money. Mm. So that's why I'm just like, we don't have, just call it a lower back tattoo. There's no other tattoo on the body that has a weird name. If you want your lower back tattooed, say I want my lower back tattooed. That's all, like we don't have to, we're, we're buying into. There's trauma associated with yes. it for you. I, I heard uh, it was the dude who wrote the comic that is this is about to get really heavy i don't know why i'm bringing this up uh, um <laughs> he wrote the the new spider-man the miles morales spider-man he's the person okay. who created miles morales and he was saying like the the only way that like a man can be a feminist is to accept that misogyny lives inside of you mm-hmm. and until and like if you can't accept that then you're not true like you don't truly support women and believe in women and all those things and so I have to accept that something that like misogyny lives inside of me because I'm a man. And because of that, it's not okay for me to call something a tramp stamp because all that does is like double down on crazy misogynist bullshit. I know it's a lot. I don't know how this turned into like misogyny corner. I don't want it to be that way. I'm here to love and support women. It's all good. And you do. I know. I try, I try my best. I really do. I'm really trying over here. You do. I love the like tampons in the bathroom. Like... Such a nice touch, you know? That's how we do it with the really nine nice. lives. It's really nice to feel seen. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's the yeah. whole point. Well, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful we got to do this. This has been Same. so nice. This has been one of those where I feel like we started and now it's done. I know. Uh, before we end, can we do tarot for the podcast? Can Absolutely. we make prediction or can we do some sort of... So the thing about about cards, and I'm no expert in this by any means. We're just I doing have this for funsies. Tech. We do this for fun. Um, much like, you know, angel numbers and stuff. They're all goddess cards, so they're all really nice things. I like to do this when I'm feeling like I need a little bit of like some inspiration. Anything that has to do with tarot or any kind of psychic abilities or anything, it's really just people focusing in on energy and reading the energy that the person is emitting. It has nothing to do with like actual predictions of things. It's just where you're resonating and you're attracting the energy of the cards. Okay, it's cool. Pretty much what it is. So we're gonna we're gonna be putting positive energy towards the podcast and the podcast future. Perfect. Michael, have you ever gotten a reading before? Okay, so I one time I was in Joshua Tree, and there was like an old lady on like on the corner of a gas station. I was getting gas, and she was like, "Oh, tarot readings, tarot readings." And I told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, "Man, that stuff's such bullshit." And I was like talking shit crazy. This old lady's just trying to get money on the side of the road. And she kind of like checked me and she was like, well, she's here. So obviously she like makes money doing it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go over there and I'm going to do it just to see how much bullshit she's full of. <laughs> I go give her like the $10, whatever she does my reading. 
And it was like a really positive reading. She was like, this is your time. Like you, you were meant to come and speak to me so that I can tell you that like all the things that you've always wanted and all the things that you've been manifesting and hoping for, they're finally here for you and they're finally coming their way, but you have to accept them. Mm. And if you don't accept those things, then it's not going to happen. If you don't start believing in yourself, it's not going to happen. Everything that woman told me happened and it happened almost instantaneously. And that was like, as soon as I was like, huh, I was talking to my, my girlfriend at the time and, and saying, yeah, she said, and she was like, well, maybe it's time to start believing in it. And maybe it's time to start kind of like finding the spiritual side of yourself and start believing in energy and that you deserve happiness and you deserve all these good things. And as soon as I started believing in myself, my life changed like exponentially. Mm. And it's been like that ever since. So, I mean, you can say what you want, jokes and this and that, but for me, like the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. I'm a successful tattooer. I have a successful tattoo shop. I have a successful podcast, like, because I believe in myself and I know that I'm the architect of those things, but also there's all this positive energy and positive people around me. So it makes it happen in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Amen. Yeah. Straight up. Okay. So what right. do we, what do we need so to you're do? You're just going to sh- like shuffle the cards to get your energy flowing through them. Should DJ Michael Miguel and producer Corey touch them too, because we're a team. Sure. Do you guys want to touch them? Do you want to shuffle them too? Anyway, so we can really say like that. <laughs> okay. Touch these. Cause we're, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> We're imbuing them with podcast power. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Very good. So these have been okay. shuffled. These have been shuffled. And now we're going to, I'm going to move away from the mic. You're going to take, so how does it work? So you take three cards. Should we each pick one? I think you should. So the first one is representative of oh, the past, which could be yesterday, a year ago, whenever. The second card is going to represent the present moment. And then the third card is going to represent the future. Um, they're all goddess cards. They're all nice things. They may mean nothing absolutely to me, but they may mean something to you guys. Okay. In the meaning of them. Um, but yeah, so you can just like pass your hand along the top of them and just pick one out, leave it facing down. Okay. And you're just going to do like one, two, three. Okay. All right. So I will do the first one. I will do past. Yep. Okay. Sure. I'm going to pick that one. That one looks good. Corey. Oh, you want me to? Oh. All right. I'm sorry. You guys are kind of shoved in the corner. Over there. We, I don't we want to knock over the all plants the again like we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now DJ Michael Miguel is picking his card. Third card. Okay. All righty. Let's see what you guys pick now. Okay. I didn't see my wedgie in that. It's all good things, so there's nothing to be scared of. Have you guys ever done any kind of tarot cards? Um, I have gotten two readings before. Okay. The first reading was really awkward. He didn't tell me much. And I was like, thanks, I guess. And then <laughs> the second one was like, there's a lot of energy around you. You got to focus on what's going on. <laughs> so it was no the, casualty the second time was was a good reading and i felt like it was actually like purposeful the first time i was like this was a waste of my money mm-hmm. yeah yeah well yeah. let's it find happens. out what's happening today well, we're gonna the find future out. of this podcast is in good hands okay so the first card which is the past is irene which is peace there's no need to worry as everything is working out beautifully like that. Okay. Right. That's a good start. We can, read, we can read what she means. I'll give you like a synopsis of what it means. Um, the various meanings of this card are give your cares and worries to heaven, pray, meditate, engage in peace enhancing activities such as yoga, sea salt baths, massages, naps, music, playfulness, and mm-hmm. the like. Wonderful. Your present is Isis, which is past lives. The situation involves your past life memories. Hmm. Ah, so what this podcast is in the, in the 
past. In the past. Maybe a broadcaster. A broadcaster. Maybe a journalist. Maybe a news anchor. So this one means... <laughs> It says, to get a past life regression to gain insight and answers, ancient fears from the past life are resurfacing right now. You've known the person you're inquiring about in a past life. Or your current situation re relates to a childhood issue. Like your parents being like divorced. Parents getting divorced. <laughs> like our parents oh being divorced. Oh, my God. It's all coming... This That's is, what's happening now. That's what you guys keep talking about. This so. is going to be a parents' divorce podcast. You know... It kind of already We're is. great kids. And your last card. By divorce. Only. <laughs> <laughs> By divorce. <laughs> oh. And your last card is wide Tara, which is sensitivity. You are becoming increasingly sensitive. Avoid harsh relationships, environments, situations, and chemicals. And this one. Also, you guys all picked one, so it's like all of your energies. Um Pretty fancy. Acknowledge and honor your sensitivity. Take steps to protect yourself from negativity. Avoid chemicals. Steer clear of situations with loud noise, crowds, violent media, or other triggers. Okay. So let's keep keeping to ourselves like we like to do so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, not more if we drunk people so falling no off chairs. So no more loud ass bars. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think after that one time we went to that loud bar. No more Greek dudes talking about alien gods. Dude. Quite possibly the, the funniest thing I've ever done to someone, though. I uh, This crazy guy started talking to me. We went to a, a friend's birthday party at a bar, and this crazy dude started talking to me. And I was like, uh, you know what? Who likes this stuff even more? This guy. And I just handed him right off to Corey and then walked away. And then Corey had got stuck with this crazy conspiracy theory oh, alien. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, our friend Ant, luckily, like 30 seconds later, was like noticed what was going on. And was like, hey, man, I got to piss. Like, you want to roll with me? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I will help you. Yeah. I will hold it. It's fine. Hold it. <laughs> well, Amor, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for, for doing this me. wonderful goddess reading. <laughs> I know that this is going to bring all the success and beauty and greatness to this podcast. I'm so absolutely. glad we got to talk and sit and chat and do this properly for the world to hear. Uh, if people want to follow you, they want to buy your poetry book, they want to do anything, they have questions about spirituality, anything like that, how can people get in touch with you? You can find me on my Instagram, which is my full name, Amor Captavilla. Um, you can DM me. You can buy my book online. You can Google. buy Amor's book. It's called Moments in Love by Amor Captavilla. It's a wonderful um, book. There will be you. links to her Instagram and her book down below. So thank go check you. the show notes. Yeah, I'm very friendly. I like to spread love, so. You're extremely, you're probably one of the most friendly people I've ever known. Really? Hell, you fuck yeah. By a lot, like by a lot, a lot, so. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, anyone you want to shout out? Any any shout outs? Anyone you want to say hi to? You guys, thank you for being so amazing Ooh. and making me laugh and sharing stories. I love meeting new people, so now you guys are my new friends. Um, and you know the household, Alex and Dee, my family. Yeah, they're good people, Toast. really good people. And my cat named Toast. You know what's interesting, Amor? First person to thank you guys. Very thank you. That's, that is a really interesting thing. I like happened and I was like, huh. <laughs> Very interesting. interesting. This only happened because we were all here together, so. And listen, none of this, none of this happens without these two. So they deserve a round of yeah, applause. Yeah, a round of applause for producer Corey and producer DJ Michael Miguel. Thank you all. Thank you. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you to everyone for listening. This has been another exciting, ridiculous, spiritual enlightening goddess card reading wonderful <laughs> episode of by appointment only this podcast is produced by the lovely hockey 
watching <laughs> black t-shirt wearing sexy <laughs> producer Corey Dunn and of course the world's best personal trainer <laughs> the dog loving the devil shirt wearing uh the Chuck Taylor wearing <laughs> producer DJ Michael Miguel our theme song is by Javi what's up Javi how are you you've been acting crazy on Instagram lately my dude um yeah he, yes he, <laughs> he knows he he's we'll, we'll talk about it later okay off camera he, off camera he'll be here one day <laughs> thank you again to everyone for listening remember be tatted stay tatted love each other be good to each other listen to your angel numbers trust in yourself believe in yourself and have a wonderful rest of the week thanks for listening we'll see y'all next week have a good night love you lots bye